listening to Glenn and Jessica on the T Podcast. This episode is sponsored by B2B Behavioral Health Services. All right, we're rolling. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna I'm talk about you today because I'm mad. I'm. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. You want to ask me why? Why are you angry? Because you're busy and you don't come on and we don't do the podcast on a regular basis. So I know that, um, yeah, I know that I'm a little I'm feeling like I'm in my feelings right now. And I'm sure our listeners are also in their feelings. So we're, 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 we're screaming at you saying, make time for us, make time for us. But no, seriously, we're, we're excited that you're back. It's been about three, four weeks. Catch me up. Shoot. What's popping? Yeah. So, um, the, title for today is what fear can teach us and the reason why I was thinking about this was because I am busy right I'm doing a lot of things and then I didn't tell you because you know I haven't seen you but I had um, a medical emergency where I ended up in the emergency room and I got diagnosed with vertigo and it's that positional, it's like a benign positional, it's like a long super word that I cannot pronounce but Basically, because I have been so busy and not taking time to myself, I I just crashed. And by crashed, I mean that I woke up at around 3.30 in the morning and I tried to get up and I couldn't. Yeah. And the reason for the title is what, what can fear teach us? Like, I was just so fearful for my life. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I just laid there and I I couldn't even, like, move my arms. Like, I was just laying there and I've had like out-of-body experiences like with my faith and stuff so I thought I was like okay maybe it's one of those where I'm like okay I gotta like fight my way my uh, my way through it um spiritually speaking and I just couldn't and then Annalisa started crying and I still couldn't move so I used my words and I was like I was like babe babe and he's like well I'm like I can't move I wasn't paralyzed but my whole body felt like the whole room was spinning and it's, and it's happened before, but the first time it happened, I thought it was food poisoning because I was just throwing up uncontrollably. But I was vomiting because the room was spinning. So usually when like your head spins and yeah. you can't walk straight and all that, you vomit because that's how your body naturally reacts to things, right? And I was just laying there and I was just so scared. I've never been like that scared in my life. Um, so... After I was able to sit up, I told him, I was like, you have to take me in. Like, I I just can't. And because I experienced it that last time, I was like, oh, it's the exact same thing. But this time I couldn't hear anything. Like, my hearing was gone. And he was talking to me. And I was like, I can't hear you. He's like, well, I'm like, I can't hear you. Right. So he had to speak up very, very, very loud. Um, to the point where, like, my sister walked in. She's like, are you okay? I was like, I'm, I'm not okay. Like, I have I have to go. So I finally was able to go. I was at the emergency room, and um, my right hearing came back. My my left was was still not there. And then they finally told me they did like you know they have to do the regular test and like all this. But throughout the whole time, the only thing that was in me was like I was fearful because I knew what I was doing was wrong, and what I was doing was I wasn't going to bed on time. I was still staying up doing homework. I was. Um, going to my school early in the morning, helping the teacher set up, doing all of these things that one, I am not being paid for, 
and two, I have no time to do, but I was doing it. And when I finally crashed, I was like, what are you doing? Like, what am I doing? And it's, it's not like I was uh, physically tired or mentally tired. Like, I didn't feel tired, which was what really confused me until that fear hit in. And I'm like, it's also all of that time, like all of these years of how much I do that I just never really stopped that finally caught up. And the fear was that this is what my mom got two years ago. She also had a, a certain type of vertigo, but for her, she fell into depression. For me, was what can fear teach me? What what the the what I'm going through right now? What can that teach me? And my fear was driving me. My fear was I do not want to end up like my mom. Right. And right? when I when I seen this topic, when I seen you send it to me yesterday or the day before, before when we were prepping um, for the show. I was kind of surprised that you actually would send this topic um, because of knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I never, prep. Yeah. I don't do any research when we're going to speak on a, a topic or a show. Yeah. I just, you know, very rarely. And I, and I normally just like, just want it authentic. But so I was like, what am I going to talk about? What are, mm-hmm. what are we going to talk about? What am I going to talk about with fear? And this morning... <laughs> So I, I believe that this was given for me to remind you mm. is God doesn't give us the spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. Why has God not given us the spirit of fear? For God has not given us this, the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Second Timothy verse one through seven, God has told us over a hundred times in his word not to be afraid. Yeah. Um, he tells us not to fear because he is in control. He is our refuge, refuge, and strength. Mm-hmm. So I, I, literally, this morning was given that word, and I was like, that I don't know why I'm supposed to have that word. So I, I guess I'm I'm giving it to you because I was baffled and yeah. kind of confused on because I know how strong you are in your faith. I was like this topic like mm-hmm. how can fear I, I know you know fear is is really connected to our yeah. emotions and you're always one that have your emotions in check so yeah but also like fear um brings change right to like i i knew where i didn't want to go and it scared me for a moment because of physically like what i was going through but then like just what you said like what god tells us is you you gotta take it out and then after I thought like, okay, I'm not gonna end, I'm not gonna end up there. What can I do to change? So to me, fear is teaching me positive change. Yeah. And sometimes fear teaches us resilience, right? When we go through like trauma and we go through all of that, it teaches us resilience. But in my case, I'm like, okay, fear is gonna teach me change, yeah. of slowing down. Yeah. And, uh, that you, and, you, and you and you need to do that. And I need to do that, yeah, right? Absolutely. And then like we talked about, you know losing weight or whatever and that's another part of it because since i've been so busy like fear is teaching me like you need to be better about what you're eating and and managing your health because that also takes a big part of it but so what if we change what if we change the word fear to activation like for us for us for us christians Mm -hmm. and for us wanting to follow you know, and, and, and live life mm-hmm. like, you know, in, 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 in a, um, 
biblical. Yeah. I'm losing my words. If E was here, she'd be like, choose, choose your words. Choose your words. Um, but but just, just, living just, life. just living life, right? Mm -hmm. So we want to be Christ-like. We want to be an example, yeah. right? So if we, because I think sometimes when we, we take that word and we like see that yeah. we're fearful, and we and it's hard to really like pull from scripture yeah. you know for me when i i'm not going to think about first timothy mm -hmm. or second timothy yeah. you know when i when something if i start having a pain in my chest i'm like oh my god you know and but but those things need to activate me to be like what am i eating mm -hmm. you know instead of being fearful am i sleeping yeah. well am i drinking too much red wine at night yeah. like so i think that you know you just having that experience mm -hmm. Okay, it was fearful, but we're not going to stay in that fear mode because that's going to create stress and anxiety. We're just going to call it activation. That mm -hmm. that situation, that vertical situation is going to cause you yeah. to make sure that we, we're taking care of ourselves. Yeah. So I think our listeners, I mean, like if we, if we, because we don't want you to be fearful. We don't, we know that those mm -hmm. emotions do come when something yeah. tragic happens. But if we can be quickly reminded that God mm -hmm. is in control or your higher power is in control and not to like dwell in that. Yeah. Because th that could cause even mm -hmm. more stress in your life. Yeah. And that's and that's what I like the, the word dwell in it, right? Like if you stay in it, then there are more things that come along with it. And I was like, okay, well, how do I fight through this without like actually fighting cuz if I want to get rid of it, I can't do too much to get rid of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I was going to ask right? you, because is there a medicine for it? Yeah, so I am, I am now on some type of medication that they gave me, and um, the doctor said that it will come back. Like, once it has happened once or twice, like, it's going to bound. It's whether I'm... And, and it's funny, because people are like, well, vertigo sometimes comes from stress, or it comes from this, or it comes from that. What I have is not really, like, pinpointed to, like, a specific thing. It just kind of happened right and i was trying to be like oh well it probably came from stress but i wasn't feeling stress which is so weird of like i don't know it's just it's just such a weird thing but anyway but yeah i, I have medication and i've been taking it when i feel like i can start sensing that it's coming so i take it it's not like i have to take it every single day it's when and when the symptoms start to arise and those symptoms are like i'm standing and all of a sudden, like if you feel um, when you're dehydrated, like if you start to feeling lightheaded, that's yeah. how I feel. And I'm like, okay, the room is starting to move a little bit. Now it's the time to take it. Yeah. And it's only happened once so far since the last time it happened. And once I take it, like in two hours, I'm done. Like it's good. But then I become really drowsy. And See? I'm like, oh, that sucks. That You left me. You left me. And now you mm -hmm. said something earlier. I'm mad at you. I'm already <laughs> mad at you. Working for free. Yeah. What what are you doing? Like the, yeah. here here here's here's the thing. I compensated for your skill set. Yeah. And I'm surprised to even hear you say and there's nothing wrong with yeah. being a servant leader. That's who you yeah. are. You know, I, I I get that. But I know, even yeah. without talking to you, you're probably putting in way too many. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, I'm going to go volunteer two hours today yeah. and help with the backpack drive. That's mm -hmm. being a servant leader. But when you're dumping in, and mm -hmm. teachers, we get it. When you're dumping in time and mm -hmm. in free time, and then your body shuts down, shame on you. Yeah. And, that's, and, focus. and I'm glad that you said that because like, I'm, I'm specifically talking about teachers. 
You know, we get 30 minutes before school starts paid and then 30 minutes after school starts paid. So it's like an hour. But the amount of work that is needed to be done with the amount of the behaviors that we have been dealing with, like, it is not realistically possible. And I told my teacher, I'm like, I don't want to bring work home because I do work for you at home. And I'm like, I don't want to add homework and then work and then extra schoolwork to my routine because then I have my family. And then she just looked at me. She's like, well, I take all my stuff home. And I'm like, yeah, but you're a single 30-year-old woman that has time for it. I do not. <laughs> like, come on now, you know? She, she doesn't she doesn't know you. She, she doesn't, doesn't know, know me. You. But um I was I was like in awe that I mean I did say free, but like it's realistically like you know, and if not that if I don't do these things, but because I am co teaching this year, if I wouldn't have gone in to prep and do all of that there, I would have been doing all of that at home. Yeah. Taking away from my family. Or like on the weekend, like this weekend. I did everything yesterday at school, so I didn't have to do anything from home. So after this podcast, you are going to... We're going to go to the aquarium. Nice. Nice. My grandbaby's in town. You better you bet, you bet not tell me that. I might try to follow yeah. you over there. Yeah. I have a because. class to teach. But anyways, um, I, I have this... This is kind of... This is funny because it kind of segues into mm-hmm. what we're talking about and fear and emotions and all those things. Mm-hmm. Um and I just, you know, I have a therapist that works here um, by the name of Joshua Dubois. He wrote this uh, daily gratitude journal. Ooh. Yeah, so he works here at B2B. Can you give B2B a shout out? We're growing. We are growing. So B2B Behavioral Health Services is on Country Club and Baseline. And um, technically what's Mesa, but it's Borderline Chandler. They are servicing um, individuals from all backgrounds and races and all ages. So check out their website at b2bbehaviorhealth.com. Yeah, yeah. Improve your mental health daily. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So anyways, uh, he wrote this book. And I just, like, got to the first page. And I was like, oh, this would be dope to talk about with Jesse. (laughs) So it's called the Daily Gratitude Journal. Mm -hmm. You can get this on Amazon. So that's a shout-out for Joshua. But week one, um, you know, I think sometimes helping others Mm -hmm. also helps us with our fears. Yeah. Um, I always say, you know, hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. Well, you know broken people can fix people yeah you know and we get a choice to decide if we're going to walk around broken and stay broken Mm -hmm. or do we get to come on this podcast and and educate someone to make sure they take care of themselves so they don't fall in the vertical pattern and they don't fall into stress and they don't fall into depression Mm -hmm. so um i have a weekly challenge for you and i Ooh, let's do this so so um plan to serve people this week that's what it says. Plan mm-hmm. to serve people this week. So I'm going to figure out two people mm-hmm. that I can serve and that be the two people that I pour into. I know the amount of time. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, go, you know, yeah. overextend myself, mm-hmm. but I want to be a servant leader. So I, if I can make it a point and I'm like, I don't know who I'm going to serve this week, mm-hmm. but, but looking at this, I need to identify two people yeah and then that will keep me from like being there for everybody you know because yeah, I, I get phone calls and I and I, and I again you and I've talked mm-hmm. about this you know I got a phone call this week and it's just like you know no sucks for me I can't yeah. say no 
Well, you know what I heard based on that, and I thought of you, and I was going to text you, and I totally forgot, is when you have that situation, we always say, you know, just pick or whatever. It's choose your best yes. Out of all the yeses you can give, choose your best yes. I like that. And I'm like, like if you're going to say yes to this person and yes to that person, out of those two people that you're going to say yes to, which one is the best yes? And that can be like best yes as in the, the major change or you can think of it depending on what, what you're going to do right is it a quick change but it's a best yes for now and the other person can wait for later mm. or for my family is that that best yes i'm like ooh, so we can still say yes but out of those yeses choose the best yes choose the best yes so let me ask you this hopefully hopefully um this and i won't say his name but yeah. um this individual calls me this week and I have um, quite a few um, loans out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, I, and I don't, I don't loan money. I don't like to loan money yeah. because my grandfather used to always say, "Don't expect to get it back. Right. If you loan yeah. it, it's a gift." So mm-hmm. I kind of created this thing, like if I'm gonna loan money, it's just a gift. I'm not, yeah. I'm not requesting it back. Mm-hmm. But this particular gift, I want back. <laughs> <laughs> I want this one back. Okay, and. Um, you know, when, when you're saying choose your best, yes. And, and, and I guess the, the most difficult thing for me is is when this individual asked for this gift, mm-hmm. I have it. Mm-hmm. I had it. I have it. You know, mm-hmm. and it was, it was like, so when you pose the question, hey, do you have this? Mm-hmm. And can I have this? Mm-hmm. I was already in the mode of yes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was my best yes. Yeah. So break that down for me because, I mean, I had it. Yeah. And it's hard for me to just see people go through struggles. Mm-hmm. But also what people don't realize is even though you may not get that money back, mm-hmm. that eventually affects me and my family. Yeah. Because, you know, that could be in an investment mm-hmm. or something I could have that could have took off and, 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 yeah. and God could have blessed it and it could have made triple. But because I, think, I didn't choose my best yes. I was going to say, I think that would be your answer then. Like, it's like moving forward because sometimes you can't do anything about it. Unless you specifically talk to that person and say, hey, I said yes. And not a but. And can we work something out? Because I feel like choosing your words, right? But can we is like coming aggressive. But like, hey, you know, I gave you this. And do you think we can do this? What What is your timeline? How does your, like, what does that look like? And I feel like if you get a lot of pushback from the other person of like, oh, well, this and that and then, and it's a lot of excuses versus actual reasons, I feel like you can tell between an excuse and a reason Yeah. at this point. But choose your best yes. Okay, so it says plan to serve two people this week. Mm-hmm. List the names of those you plan to serve and how you will serve them. So that's one of the things. Um, and then, what are the three goals you hope to accomplish this week? So listeners, you're going to plan to serve, and then you're going to list three goals that you want to accomplish this week. So, um, Yessie, what are mm-hmm. three goals that you think that you want to accomplish this week? Um, well, when you said choose the people, I thought of this young girl, this young teen girl that has been struggling I mean, she's just turned 17, so, you know, boy issues and Mm. wanting to be out there and parent issues and communication and things like that. 
So my goals would be starting off as easy goals, right? Measurable goals, goals that I can do with intention. Um, and by intention, I mean, like if I send her a text, an intentional text, a Bible verse, or a, hey, how can I help you today? Or what can I pray for you today? Um, my next goal will then be, hey, you know, I have something to make her happy or feel valued. Like, hey, I want to send you a gift card. Or like, hey, go enjoy your coffee on me more intentional things, at least for her age, because she's 17. And then my last goal would be to plan an in-person um, meetup of like, hey, let me take you to coffee, or do you want to go to the store with me? Like little things that are um, reachable, manageable within my time schedule. I like, I like you've given me some uh, mm -hmm. insight. So um, three goals that I think I want to do is I want to reach out to someone that works here mm -hmm. at B2B um, and just apologize, you know, mm -hmm. just make sure that they understand, you know, my heart mm -hmm. um, and that they understand that they're um, welcome. Okay, mm -hmm. because again, I don't want to ever come across as a dictator mm -hmm. or a bully and sometimes clinical and, and entrepreneurships, yeah. they just don't mix. Mm -hmm. um, so again, I just, and I like what you said, I just want to be intentional. I want to, I want to always make sure that I'm, especially being in the field I'm in now, mm -hmm. I've always been into, you know, the, the, the dealing with at-risk teens and, and mm -hmm. things like that, but really, really learning about the mental health space. Yeah. Holy moly! That's I can't, a whole I can't new wait. World. To, I can't wait to get you back. I got some dope therapists here yeah. too, like four or five of them now, and we we talk and yeah. and and sometimes they, you know, they, you know, like I said, our paths mm -hmm. we disagree on yeah. things, but it, it it's a beautiful beautiful um, marriage uh, that is taking place right now between mm -hmm. us. So. I think you're going to help facilitate that too. I got big plans for you. I'm all over the place right now, but yeah. So I want to make sure that mm -hmm. they they know that that you know I understand. I yeah. understand where they're coming from because again, I think like you said, you know, all this stuff about fear tolerated is faith mm -hmm. contaminated. Yeah. You ever heard that? Yeah. You know, and I think that sometimes you know when I for me I'm like. Dang, if, if I'm not agreeing with them mm -hmm. and they don't, you know, they don't agree with me, you know, yeah. can the practice grow and, yeah. the pra and we're dealing with broken people. And then I start mm -hmm. all this fear stuff, fear yeah. stuff. And I'm just like, you know, no, I'm not going to have that. I'm mm -hmm. just going to, I'm going to just go ahead and put it out there on the table yeah. and then activate, you know, a change in this environment. Yeah. And a lot of the times with, with fear brings more emotions, right? Yeah. So like how you said the word activation, um, the activation of like angry and resentment and bitterness and ego and pride and all those ones, greed, all of that comes in, yeah. right? So you have to make sure that we approach it, at least for myself, approach it with as much humility as possible and then with an open mind. You know what's helping me too? Mm -hmm. I'm watching a cool movie. Like I didn't really want to get into it. Mm -hmm. I don't like to be forced to like, like my wife tried to make me watch The Chosen. <laughs> and um, I was like, I, I was like, I don't want to watch The Chosen. I want to watch, <laughs> you know, Lioness, you know, that's yeah. my show right now uh -huh. or whatever. But I got into it and I'm on episode eight. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's pretty cool by seeing some of 
Jesus is, the way that he handled folks. Yeah. And it, it's just a reminder here because I work with a lot of smart people mm-hmm. here. Um, it's just, you know what, you said yeah. something, just being, you know, practicing humility. There's a, there's a, one of the episodes, I think it was like, it's from season three, like three or four. Don't spoil it. I'm You're sorry. You're going into three? I'm sorry, I'm, but I I'm have only to. on episode one? I, well, no, no, I'm episode season one, one. Season one. Episode, episode eight. Episode eight. But it's really good. And just like a sidebar, I, I cry at every miracle that happens. And then I sat there because I was alone. Everyone had left and I was like, I need to watch something. You need to watch something. And I put it on and I was crying. And the very first season I was crying because of the miracle where the woman gets um, yeah. from sin yeah. and whatever. Yeah. And I was just very sitting there one. and I was just sitting there crying and crying. And then I, I spoke to myself out loud and I was like, why are you crying? You already read the Bible. You already know that these things happen. Like, yeah. why are you like, crying? Yeah. But because they put it in such a real perspective, I mean, the Bible is real to me, but like but visually, it like Visual. it's it's there in 21st century, it's there, and I'm like, oh my gosh, how would it cool would it have been to been there? But anyway, yeah, you know, you know, I'm super visual, so I'm I'm super into it. Like, but but this part comes in with like my medical situation, right there, and it, it's I'm not spoiling it because it is in the Bible. You're I'm not Go spoiling ahead. it; it is in the Bible. Plug your ears, listen. Um, there. It's in chosen, but I'll talk about the Bible. Um, there's an, an apostle and a disciple apostle in the Bible, and I don't remember if it was John or James or one of them that said they had a thorn on their side, and and Jesus wouldn't heal them because of it. And he tells them, and it becomes very visual in in the chosen that like made me think about what I'm going through recently, where he says, "If only you knew what your situation." will cause people to do and believe. He's like, I can heal you. I have the power to do it right now. He's like, and that would be all glory to God. No, yeah, all glory to God. He's like, but only from you. But if I don't heal you and I give you the authority to heal other people, imagine lames and mutes and people, all of these people who will get healed through you, through a person that is not healed, yet you have the authority to heal. He's like, how much more glory will God receive through you because of it? And I was like, because I can pray and I can ask God to heal me, right? We all have that authority. And if he doesn't do it, then I could use what I have and say, I am not healed because it's it's God's will not to be healed at this moment. And it could be emotionally, physically, anyone who's going through anything. But think of it as, but if I pray for someone and God gives me that authority of healing, even if it's an emotion, apology, right? Even if it's um, being intentional, then that person can be like, wow, through all that you're going through, God is still using you to do something amazing in me. All glory to God. Mm-hmm. So when I watched that, I was in so yeah. much tears. I was oh, like, yeah. oh my gosh. I mean, so, and, lots and, of good stuff. And, and the chosen, like you said, it it brings it to mm-hmm. life, even though the Bible is life. But like whether, you know, when Nicodemus knows that you, you and I have seen miracles that in hug. our own life. Like but when <laughs> yeah. he's like, well, when he when he know he, yeah. he didn't heal her mm-hmm. and he wasn't able to um, do the exorcism. Yeah, whatever, that he, yeah. yeah, he knew that that wasn't him. And we see these things, and I've seen things that have happened in my life. I yeah. still struggle with sometimes, like, how do I, how am I not so much further along? Like, mm-hmm. I, I really should be. But that's this, again, you know, wanting to serve the flesh. Like, mm-hmm. we've been talking about it for months and months. Yeah. Like, why do we still fall back into certain patterns and, and mm-hmm. things 
when we know, and we talked yeah. off the air yeah. about X someone, things, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we go backwards and we yeah. do different things. It's because we all want to serve our flesh. Yeah. And there's nothing, and that, and that's mm-hmm. that's just because we're humans. Mm-hmm. But when we're on this topic of fear, yeah, when we when we if we could just quickly remind ourselves, mm-hmm. whether it be through scripture, whether it be let me phone a friend that mm-hmm. can encourage me, let me go sit down and talk to a therapist. When we can get out of that pattern and understand that he's in control or there's a higher power in control and that we don't have to stay in that cycle, that's that's the beauty. Yeah. That's the beauty. I agree 100%. That's why that question, what can fear teach us? stayed in my mind like since the last time so we we normally record what every week or every two weeks or whatever and i was like oh if we do another podcast which we do right when we do another podcast i want to talk about that because it's just it just stayed with me and when things stay with me i'm like okay it's meant for a purpose yeah so i hope some of the listeners out there are able to make a connection somehow in their lives yeah all right, so listen, I am going to, um, we, we know how we end. We always got to end on a, it's just me and you today having a conversation. That's kind of yeah. dope, too. We haven't just sat here. So, as always, before I pass you the mic, why don't you give the listeners one last thing that they can pull from fear? Because I know mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of us that are hypochondriacs that, that you mm-hmm. know, we fear that, you know, if we get a bump on our arm or this or that or, you know, mm-hmm. I'm dying, I got a bump on my tongue. That would be me. Yeah. <laughs> so help me. Yeah. You know, right now and our listeners, um, how to how to control fear and how what should they do when they yeah. experience it? So so something that has worked for me is I haven't put it to pencil and paper, but it's it's in my mind and it's something that's like I think about. Um, but start listing out the fears because if you go through them and you just you know shrug them off or move on then they're still there and they haven't been dealt with so take some time you know on your phone notes text someone or text yourself those two three things that are on your high list that you want to work on or if you want to work backwards that's fine too the things that are like the minimal fears like you know you said fear of hitting yourself and those little things list them out and try to take on one at a time yeah, and as you're talking, not formulating a response because I told I told you or I tell my class that that that's a that's a skill set that we should not do. We should be great listeners, but mm-hmm. listening to you, it just popped in my my mind my a fear of mine mm-hmm. that I've confronted that I'm still fearful every time mm-hmm. I fly. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of flying, and people would be like, <clears throat> "Dude, you <clears throat> excuse me, you fly all the time. Like yeah. you're you fly for basketball. You do this." Mm-hmm. But knowing that I'm not in control. Yeah. And that brings me comfort when I'm at 40,000, 30,000 mm-hmm. feet in the air, knowing that, you know what? I'm not in control. The pilot's in control. Um, mm-hmm. God's in control. Yeah. So even though that I'm still fearful, um, I, I confront it and I do a lot of self-talk. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I would just say that, hey, I mean, the more positive things the more reminders that you Mm -hmm. can like put in your your cup Mm -hmm. um i'm not gonna say it eliminates it but it'll bring more comfort yeah so when i'm flying yeah even uh, if it's like a little 
reminder on your phone of like a saying or a scripture that yeah. comes up. So you put it on your phone. That's why we have technology. Because, because when I'm going to a basketball game, I can't drink red wine. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> so I just have to suffer through all the turbulence. Yeah. But as always, I'm going to pass it back to my lovely co-host. I'm so glad you guys joined us today mm-hmm. for this episode of the Tea Podcast. And now I'm passing it back to Jessica Munoz. Well, thank you all for listening. I hope you take um, part of this daily gratitude journal that we've started and um, make it a weekly thing. And hopefully you're able to message us with some of your responses and we can connect. As always, thank you for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Boom. You like-